0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Very quickly, a thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Adam Saraware. And of course, thank you to all of our other wonderful patrons who make all of this possible. If you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash RomaPress and of course to all of our youtube subscribers thank you so so much it uh it, as as much as i enjoy andy being flamed for either looking like i'm 12 or my hair wh- whatever it may be well usually it's compliments on the hair but uh it just I, somebody made a comment the other day i've been listening for all of these years and neither of you look like what I imagined in my head. So after apologizing for that, obviously, it 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 still blows my mind that people listen to this. I, I don't know. It's difficult. Like somebody, you and I sitting here just chatting, somebody has been at least interested enough for multiple years to listen to it, is just astonishing to me. And I can't thank all of you enough. We're both incredibly grateful. If you would like to subscribe youtube.com slash at isroma press and again uh, that is for the uh, video version and your your live streams man you I mean you are on this thing now where um you you are pretty close to doing the thing where you're going to need like the lights off you're gonna have the neon behind you a headset on when you are doing these live streams um or we'll have to do something where it's like um, I don't know if you have seen uh, our good friend Fabrizio Romano's stream. He uh, he has this big couch. It looks like a set of a um, a daytime talk show. The way the guy set it up. <laughs> so yeah. I um I will have to message him. That's when
1: we reach uh, the thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's when we bring in the couch. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I told I told Fabi- uh, Fabrizio to to send some of his like. Uh, 25 million people are away. It still blows my mind uh, that there are that many people interested in football, let alone one of the most him.
1: influential people on Twitter on, or sorry, on X, on X. I'm, according, <laughs> according to the numbers, he's one of the top people in the whole platform. So <laughs> I, I,
0: wow. I've known him a few years. We've gone back and forth. We follow each other. We've talked a few. Uh, I mean, we talk a few times each year. It is so weird because you—he know, he's younger than myself. I think he's like 29 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I know he's, he's like in the between. He's built an empire. Yeah, and to think that he was, uh, uh, I think he was, lugging... he was
1: Marzio's lackey? He was. The he Mar- was
0: lugging around suitcases yeah. for Gianluca De Marzio less than two years ago, and yeah. look at him now, top yeah. of the world, man. Top Good for him, world. though, man, because it's uh, world, man. Yeah. he get he does he Chapo. does receive a ton Chapo. of yeah. Uh... <laughs> <Chapo. laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of that. Before we get into anything Roma-related, um, speaking of Chapeau, I loved, and I, I have to admit, I was a bit disappointed that uh, Antonio Conte did not uh, get, or is not going to go to Napoli. The juxtaposition of uh, Agent Rudy being sacked and Napoli appointing Antonio Conte, literally the day after he did a, a, a an event in Torino with Juve, the juxtaposition of all of those things next to each other grouped into one single episode of things would have been fantastic. I, I mean, Napoli having De Laurentiis having to go out there and ju- just, just, having- went out of his way to openly basically dismiss
1: Rudy Garcia before he even held talks with Conte. And he yes. openly <laughs> admitted to the fact that Garcia was like the eight or 10th choice after Tiago Motta, Luis Enrique declined both. So I don't know what they're doing. This must be some of the worst decision-making by any reigning Serie A champion
0: ever. Like, ever. Uh, uh, but you and I said that. We said the, it. The, 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 yeah. moment the moment the guy got appointed. We, we have no doubts. Um, I, I I have to admit, I, I thought this thing... I, what that? I, the, I the, gave it maybe until uh, uh, February. To, that
1: they yes, that they would be able to to disguise, uh, you know, Rudy Garcia's complete ineptitude uh, <laughs> for longer because maybe yeah. you know, maybe they had some kind of system with Luciano Spalletti. But imagine how bad of a coach you must be in order to turn that Napoli side that we saw win the Scudetto by like twenty points differential between them and the second team behind them to dominate seria that way and then you bring in Rudy Garcia and the guy basically uh, wipes the floor with that with 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 everything like the, the the napoli of this year have nothing to to do with the napoli of last season uh, obviously things can always turn around but the already the fact that even antonio conte that is not even just slightly interested in coaching a, a team that just won the Scudetto is uh, mind-boggling to me. And I, I have to imagine what uh, Rudy Garcia must feel like still being there, still being the coach after uh, these last few days where it seemed like he was never going to uh, come back to Castel Volturno, so Napoli's <laughs> training ground. and. All of a sudden he's there and Aurelio De Laurentiis is also there. And now there are reports that Aurelio De Laurentiis is coaching the team himself. That he's- that,
0: well, that was the natural progression of how this was always going to end. Yeah. I, I, I mean, eh, 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 it, that was always going to happen at some point, just as uh, Lotito will do the same to Lancia. I mean, uh, Lotito did the transfer market of Lazio, essentially, this summer. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, that I can understand, but it's just... I, I it, mean, this is the natural... These, it's Serie yeah and also these guys yeah. are so old school. They, they think uh, a guy like De Laurentiis thinks that the solution to the problem, after Conte has rejected you, the solution to the problem is you yourself start coaching. Yeah, yes. <laughs> go figure you know so thankfully we, we haven't experienced that with say james palotta or dan Friedkin for the matter thank god we, we had uh,
0: ramon monchi in gold, goldo uh,
1: Well, yes for, that, for that one photo has to be pre-season floating pre-season out there somewhere right preseason friendly um. in the, in the mountains yes in the dolomites <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's thank thank god those are those years are behind us now we yes. get to We get to enjoy a relative, or what I hope to be a relatively uh,
0: cheerful international break. Well, uh, that depends. Well, your your live stream today wasn't cheerful. It was no, it uh, it
1: wasn't cheerful. But we still, well, I guess at the base of it, it was because we came to the conclusion that perhaps for the first time. Ever, we can actually say confidently that we're not too worried about not having Di Dybala and Lorenzo Pellegrini for a month. Which, if you think about this time around last season, the prospect of not having Dybala, which was a reality at some point because yeah, he got injured it's... against Inter and then got injured against Lecce, the prospect of not having him out there was uh, for us was apocalyptic because uh, yes. because because that team had nothing going for them in attack so I said it on the on the on the podcast and I said it on the live stream now we have uh, 25 goals across all competitions last season at this point in time we had 12 so last season without DiBala, we were looking at each other like what the hell do we do now right meanwhile this season at least for the time being the attack seems to be the one thing that actually works to great effect So for the first time, perhaps ever, since Paolo Dybala joined the club, we can look at each other and be like, okay, well, it's going to be okay because, hey, we got Romelu Lukaku and we got Andrea Belotti both performing really well and they can lead us in this moment of need.
0: Yeah, the thing I find interesting too, and somebody in the the patron group chat said this, (laughs) Uh, did Tammy Abraham pass away because in all of the... I know the guy is out with injury. I understand that. I understand that the odds of us uh, seeing him uh, playing meaningful time this season is very minuscule. And by the way, there is no reason to rush. The- if there was ever a time, because if if we want to go through, like there are some events or a a... a, a a group of events that happened so close together that you can make museums out of it Roma if they wanted to do the history of the uh, what is the ACL the full name of the ligament called a- anterior, anterior, anterior cruciate cruci- ligament that's what it is okay I, I kept thinking achilles something but that's that's a different one no, no um, that's
1: but that's this is still the Roma press research team so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're working yeah, over time yeah, our our, me- our medical staff was out today um I mean, if we want to make a museum uh, dedicated to the torn uh, ACL ligaments of of Roma players of the past two decades, I mean, there would be enough to to, to fill that museum. One thing we can say with unequivocal certainty, I can't tell you whether or not the training ground Trigoria is cursed because every time somebody says, we have to change the playing surface, do you know how many times they have done that? They have done that. Like they can times in the last uh, eight years, perhaps. They could put grass on Mars and cover a pretty decent portion of it with the amount of uh, surfaces they have torn up and, and replanted. Okay, that's been done way more than even needs to be discussed. Uh, I can't tell you uh, whether or not uh, you, you know uh, somebody is sabotaging the ground and. Again, putting curses on it. I can't tell you that for certain. But one thing I can tell you for certain when it comes to these ACL injuries, as we saw with Nicola Zaniolo, in my opinion, the last thing that we can do is rush anybody back. And there is absolutely zero reason to even consider bringing Tammy Abraham back prematurely. If there is even the slightest uh, molecular-sized grain of doubt in anybody's uh, uh, mind, there's you, you just... No, no, you don't do it. What is the other good conspiracy theory? Um, uh, via Stewart, where, you know, there's a, a, a certain doctor there who, would it surprise me if it came out that he, w- instead of repairing uh, AC, uh, uh, these ligaments of the players, that, you know, he was just taking the scalp and putting the The, guy basically, put-
1: the big guys basically has the reputation of Joseph Mengele, you know, that at this point in time, it's just... At this point in time it's like it's like oh, who's who's operating <laughs> this timer out oh no oof oh, oof. No. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and the juxtaposition of that, particularly because I'm thinking of Zaniolo, the fact that he went to uh, uh, Austria. Or, no, it, did he go to Austria to, to uh, get the second one done? No, I think right. that was uh, no, th- no, 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 oh, no. That Milik. That, that, no, that was Milik. Yes, <laughs> you no, know, Darbo
1: went to Darbo went to Innsbruck. Milik went to Innsbruck to check on his knees before potentially signing with Roma. <laughs> and Karsdorp went to Innsbruck. Yeah.
0: I, you know, I, you never know what you, you and I will talk about because again, people, people don't, maybe they just don't know this. You and I don't say a thing about we are go- what we are going to talk about. I just hit start and we start talking, which makes this A, way more natural uh, and B, a lot more surprising. I, I did not expect a Josef Mengele uh, <laughs> reference no. at all for this no. one. I'm sorry. Um,
1: But the guy does have a reputation like that. Like, that's the crazy thing. Football fans in Italy, like now, like if you're from, you know, if you're from outside of Italy, some of the names don't tell you anything. But once you start seeing the same name, oh, he's going to be operated on by this guy. You start putting two and two together and obviously very quickly you come to the conclusion, hey, hey, he's certainly sabotaging these teams by breaking apart the knees of players and then, you know, stitching them back together. And why the hell wasn't it his fault that uh, uh, Alessandro Florenzi, after breaking his ACL, you know, uh, <laughs> was half the player that he used to be. And same thing for uh, Nicola so Obviously, these oh are things, gosh. you know, these are conspiracy theories. Uh, that's all it is. So there is nothing well, true to that. Um, but, you know, going back to the, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to, I think, go back to the initial
0: thing, oh it's my. good ho- thing. Well, Avoid well, ho- any lawsuits. We are talking about uh, somebody who, who has a name that is similar to, uh, something like that. Say the name, that's uh, that my makes my, worse. You my, just my, <laughs> that makes I, I don't know. Uh, you uh, just no because until if Verdiano uh, Zariani, I, I think of something no, that you said. Uh, it, you
1: uh, said the name, people are gonna go back on the tape and they can clearly say that you've said the name, and that's well, that's the point, well, John. You but this well, is something uh, that along the lines of Joseph Mengele, you need to not <laughs>
0: mention other names. It's... I'm sure he will enjoy hearing his name yeah. that same breath. Uh maybe this is just a cultural thing. Um I have been to a lot of countries. I, I I don't know in any other country if you have uh, supporters knowing by name the name yeah. of a, uh, the local yeah, surgeon of a surgeon, that of a surgeon pre- in a specific <laughs> clinic yeah it's right. crazy it's crazy yes. but yes. going yes. back
1: to the initial point which was made i believe 15 minutes ago right when we, <laughs> we started recording uh i believe it, oh no my it's gosh, a, we, we go back, we're going to get uh, our first
0: we go back to paulo di
1: bala and there is uh we, we we are in a position it seems like privileged position to exactly do n- not what we've been doing with a lot of these yes. players and also tammy abraham exactly now it seems like roma more and more renato sanchez more and more renato sanchez i think caught it caught the club off guard how easily he got injured uh after that uh after that empoli performance he plays 45 minutes he scores a goal Goes into Sheriff Tiraspol, Mourinho thinks, Oh, I'm gonna have him play 45 minutes again just to just to g- keep giving him those minutes, just to keep improving right. his form. And the guy gets injured not even halfway through the first half. So Broma more and more, I think, have grown aware of this problem, of the issue of these the fact that this packed schedule really is grueling on a lot of the physique of these players. There is more awareness of not rushing back. Paolo Dybala has a history of these injuries. And uh, and so the last thing Roma want to do uh, is rushing back. And the last thing that right now they need to do is rushing back because thankfully, you know, the defense may not have been spectacular at this beginning of the season. But one thing, one thing that has been consistent has been Roma's uh, scoring. So far, yes. it seems like since Lukaku, mind you, since Lukaku came in, Since Lukaku is finally integrated in the rest of the team, so after the 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 previous international break, Roma have been flowing in the attack. They have been flowing. They have been capitalizing on chances, which is not something that you could have said at this point last season. So we are at a point where even somebody as important as Paulo Dybala being out for a month doesn't shock us the way it did up until a few months ago when he went out against Atalanta and you are like, holy crap, what are we going to do now? Now we can safely say, okay, one month, it's fine. We got this, which is, again, I think it's privileged. It's a privileged position that we cannot take for granted.
0: Yeah, I I mean, uh, to have Andrea Barotti being the one that is called into action, and by the way, that is on top of again Tammy Abraham also not being available. I, I mean, if you look, I. It, and by the way, that is also not even mentioning. Do you know we had another striker come in uh, that Roma were previously linked with that came in on loan from Bayer Leverkusen? Yeah, I that. would not. Yeah, <laughs> I would not blame anybody if they had forgotten he was even uh, on the team. I have to be honest with you. uh, I caught myself two days ago when when I was uh, just uh, I I was writing something and I saw his name and I thought, my word, he is on the team. I forgot about that. I remember one time him coming in. How many? How many appearances? I think he made like two. two? He's made two appearances, something like that. Okay, something like that. Um, I kind of feel bad for the guy, but anyway. I mean, Balotti would, uh, if you go down the list, I don't know how many teams in Serie A he would start for right now immediately, but I would venture to guess of the 20, 14 or 15, maybe. I I don't know. I'm just pulling a number from my backside um, and assuming that, I mean, if you look, I think if given consistent minutes uh, what, is that three league goals uh, i mean he could easily three league goals two assists and uh, two goals in the europa league so yeah so five I, goals, I mean as you said that is the ultimate and that goes back to something you and i talked about when it comes to the depth a position roma had never been in before i mean if you think about prior seasons just think about how many times where it was just one guy from one department going down and it, it it's season over, done, done. You lost the season right there because of one guy from one department on the pitch. And it was, you know, it's finished because there's nobody else that they can get to be in this position now is fantastic. The thing with Dybala and I saw this uh, conversation going on in, in the chat I Of course, when this happens, okay, you read some things, oh, well, should Roma keep him? How, how do you keep a guy like this? Because, we, of course, we know that there has been talk of um, Roma handing to him a, a new contract. Roma want to sign him to a contract renewal. Pablo Dybala wants as well to remain at Roma. But, oh, is that the smart thing to do with all these injuries? Come on, man really, I really? Mean, i'm
1: i'm 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 on the side that thinks that both dibala and roma have need certain guarantees for the future i don't think at this moment in time either of the parties will say outright let's go you know because dibala needs the guarantee that he's going to play champions league this is this is perhaps yes. the last yes. shot he's going to be yes. 30 what he's i don't know how far. This
0: research team is really not. Yeah, nice. the research team is sleeping. Um, okay, let's say you you know what? Be he's 29. In yeah, uh, one month, he will be 30 years old. Exactly. So th- He's going to be
1: 30 years old with the injuries. That makes him, I mean, he's looking at a much shorter career than, than others. Yes. So okay, he already has to think that th- this could be the final phase of his career. So this has to be the moment where he goes back and plays Champions League football because so far, He's not the star on Argentina. He gets injured at Roma. When he does play for Roma, he plays either in the Europa League or Coppa Italia, but he doesn't play on the stage that matters to him. Yes, Roma are like, okay, well, he's, he's the marquee signing. He is the player for this team. He's one of the the main faces of the team. Whenever the Roma made brand announcements, when they signed the sponsor, when they announced a New Jersey, he's the face of it. Yes, exactly. They also need, like him, they need reassurances with regards to his fitness levels. Because uh, if you're going to pay a guy over 6 million euros uh, 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 a year, you need some kind of guarantee that he is going to be the face of the team not only off the pitch, but on the pitch as well, and uh, and so I think it's just a mutual thing. It's it's uh, Dibala, a player that you want to bet on, yes, because he has the quality that we haven't seen at Roma in a long, long time. Today, when I was exactly. asked on the live stream, who do I consider to be a world class player on this team? I only I said I can only mention Lukaku and Dibala. Those two yes. were brought in to be the difference makers. There are no other players like them on the on the, on, on the roster
0: yeah, and listen, i I think that uh, of course and obviously, nobody uh, nobody should expect or even tolerate a guy of that quality being injured so often. okay? I, I I'm not going to disagree with that assertion. I, I'm pissed off. I, I mean, I, I think we said before you and I, uh, like th- two or three episodes ago, you and I said the exact same thing about h- how we um, Every time he goes into a duel, you know you just uh, you're on the edge of your seat. You're 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 holding your breath because you know that at any given moment, Paulo Dybala can end up exactly as he is at this moment. He's injured, unavailable. It's not good. For me, though, we knew this beforehand, though. I I, I mean, it wasn't as if he was a a a, a, a beacon of, of health and availability while at Juve. In fact, I would venture to say that was uh, probably among the primary yeah, no, he, reasons why well, the guy had to settle good. for no, half obviously. of the wages. He was he, obviously. He,
1: he, was, he showed more, I think, now with Roma than, than he did in yes. the final two, two, two and a half years. With 100%. Him. Yes. Um, obviously, but there, there has to be also, it's good that Roma are in a position where even the player that is supposedly the most quality player on the roster even the prospect of him being out a month, can be considered an okay situation, like a feasible situation that you can deal with. Because that's what we were driving at this summer. I said it, if even whether you like it or not, if you didn't like some of the transfers, it's fine. But the point of those transfers was to give depth, to give options. And it's undeniable that whether you like certain players or not, whether you like Paredes, whether you like uh Wawar, whether it, you like Romelu Lukaku or not from a personality point of view or whatever, you got options. You got yourself some options. Uh, Do you need to integrate some? Do you need to work, for example, on having Bove continue to start for you? Do you need to involve Kusamoar more? This is a guy who said openly he's going to give you seven, eight goals a season. That's no problem for him. Do you need to find a way to integrate uh, Sardara's Moon? Yes. Um, but I think, again, this is a privileged position that Roma are in, and, and so now there is the international break, and usually uh, it's either a time of great happiness or utter panic, and right now I think we're in just in the middle of it because we came off a terrible stretch, but we came off it in a good fashion. We won yes. three games in a row, and we did so convincingly, and uh, and that's... That's what Roma are working with now, and uh, you got you got what you got. Leonardo Spinazzola at the club he's trying. He wasn't called up by Italy. Uh, you got Chris Smalling, uh, Llorente, um who are supposed to come back against uh, Monza. You got Di yes. Dybala, Pellegrini, both out. Hopefully, reco- to recover by the Derby on uh, November 9th or something. You got Riccardo, You got Andrea Belotti. Two players who performed really well in the last few ma- matches, getting some rest time, getting some more work done with Mourinho. Hopefully, hopefully that it really can be a booster because we say these international breaks can be can either kill you or they can reinforce you. But the last one, I don't know what it did. Maybe, maybe it did a bit of both. Um, maybe it didn't do enough. Maybe it was just a, mm. it was too much anticipation with regards to Romelu Lukaku slotting into the team. But right now, we know what we're working with, so it's just a matter of keeping those that are healthy healthy, mm. and, uh, and and continuing to work to reintegrate everybody because this team, man, it it doesn't it doesn't have. The quality that some of the other top sides in the league have, and and that's all right because they're on a different level of of development and so on and so on. But but they still have the quality to compete for the objectives that they set out in the first place, and uh, and and it's it's clear as day. Even when you win against the yes. Caliari side that is fighting against relegation, that is not scoring goals, that hasn't won a single game okay because those are games that uh, that make or break you just like Salernitana, Hellas Verona broke you to begin the season with just like Genoa broke you and so now you're in this international break and you're just waiting to understand who are you are you the team that lost against Genoa that got embarrassed in the final minutes by Torino, that got embarrassed by Hellas Verona in their own home at the Bentegodi or are you the team that scores with ease finds a way no matter who's available or not available in the defense to get a good, stable, solid backline going. And, uh, and then finds a way also to get other players, the new players, the younger players, to, 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 to contribute each in their own way. That's, that's the great mystery of these international breaks that applies to every team uh, with Napoli. Who don't know what they're gonna get from Rudy Garcia with with Inter, who went into the international break with a shocking uh, late minute draw against uh, Bologna.
0: And, yes,
1: and so each one of these teams will have to understand who are we. And with Roma, it's it's very difficult to tell because so far they've shown one half that was horrendous, and uh, and and hopefully just a not a long term option just maybe a a brief stint and and the other one which the other half which showed encouraging signs
0: yeah i and i have to be honest too we we both expressed some concern going into the match against Cagliari. don't blow it uh, we always have difficulties there uh, I, there is something about that match even though i said and this is where I'm going to admit my hypocrisy in the whole thing. I, 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 I would have been okay, obviously, with a one to zero, two to one, whatever it may have been. But the fact they went out there um, and dominated and closed the game um, by the early minute, uh, early minutes of the second half, just mentally, what that does, not different than the Torino thing. If Roma had drawn one to one where Torino scored within the first 10 minutes, Roma responded in the uh, minute 35. We feel much different than when uh, uh, Torino scored at the last moment and it's a draw, you lose a victory. Uh, the fact that Roma dominated Cagliari, it, it just makes you mentally, it gives you a different kind of lift. And the thing that I want to see from them coming out of this, I don't know if you took a look at the uh, the calendar, when play resumes. So we talk about, and you mentioned about Roma, the moments in which they lost points in the early season. You, you went down the list of the teams they dropped points to. Well, you are kind of still in this phase where <laughs> uh, you, you said, uh, you pointed out, Roma, they resume against Monza. You have an opportunity when you come back to get points from an inferior opponent. Meanwhile, when play resumes, Milan, they're going to play against Juve. Um, you have uh, Napoli going to Verona. You also have uh, Atalanta-Genoa. And then the following weekend, okay, so this is, is that midweek or is that the regular weekend? I think that's regular weekend. Regular. Weekend. Then, uh, yes, yeah, so then Roma, they face, they face. Inter. <laughs> yeah. Napoli, Milan, Lazio, Fiorentina. So when you resume play, uh, those times that, again, you correctly pointed out where Roman lost chances to get early points, this is where these head-to-heads and these direct um, these direct clashes, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, uh, to be frank, I, I don't really see the point in shying away from um just saying this openly like you you have to win those because yes you, you you mess up opportunities against all of these smaller clubs and you you blew it you blew it in the early beginning but now you have to make up for it and this whole thing with the direct clashes we know it has been a i don't even know what to call it like a, a um almost like a cursed subject to discuss because what happened? We talk about how Roma, they don't win against any of the top four with Paolo Fonseca. And uh, just Morinho comes and they struggle in a couple of them, but they, they lose the derby, but then they win in Bergamo against Atalanta, but then they lose at home to to Sampdoria. And it, it is kind of an up and down, an inbounds, a back and forth of beating, uh, uh, winning the direct clashes and losing. Well, we can talk about it in the next one, <laughs> but you you are now forced to win some of those. You are now at the point where there, there, there is no there is no other option. First, to when you resume play, you have to beat Monza. There's no discussion about this. You have to do it. And in some of these direct clashes, uh, so you already lost to Milan. You're going to face Inter, and then you have the Derby. You're going to have Lazio. You have to win one of those. Which one? I don't know. I don't care. I'm sure most would prefer the Derby, but I am just saying you have to win one of them. I I mean, you have put yourself in this position. You only have yourself to blame, but you have to do it now. And that's the part that I think this is where we are. I I won't say make or break because it's still going to be November. Um, Teams are still in this very weird spot. Like the team that I have been paying a weird amount of attention to Sassuolo. To watch them win, uh, you know, uh, one weekend against uh, uh, Juve. And the difficulties they are giving seemingly every single team, or let me rephrase, every single big club is is confusing to me. Uh, I, I mean, they beat Juve, they beat Inter, but then they lose to Monza. Very confusing, but I think that is sort of a, a good metaphor for how most teams are in this early go. You are still trying to find your footing, but... Uh, this thing of having dropped the points early. And I, I'll just say it for the final time. I won't ever say this again on another episode. But because you, you have screwed yourself early on, now you have to unscrew yourself by winning some of these direct clashes. And I know, again, this whole discussion of uh, uh, Roma against Milan, Juve, Inter, Lazio, Atalanta, so on and so forth, it is taboo in a way, because uh, it seemed like that, uh, that alone... Would convict uh, Paolo Fonseca as a guilty party. You know, when it comes to judging him and his time at Roma, all, all, all the only evidence you need to bring and show to the uh, to to the jury is his record against big clubs, and that's it. Um There's no other choice now because you have <laughs> you, you have to get some of these now. It's not a it's not a question of okay, well, we're facing the big clubs. How can we do? No, the, 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 there's there's nothing to discuss. You have to win these matches, and the other thing too is when or how far I should say. Do you think? And this will be the final thing on it because I hate talking this thing so extensively about the the big matches and the direct clashes. Roma are at the point, and I think you 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 somewhat alluded to it, wherein. I think sometimes when it comes to, you know, uh, Paolo Dybala and needing to play on the big stage, I I think sometimes there is um, sort of a... a, I think there is not a correct balance of how Roma is viewed in terms of their place in the hierarchy of uh, uh, Italian, uh, world football, whatever you want to use. I, I think sometimes... We have a certain uh, group. I, I I don't know what is common amongst them that that think Roma are are bigger than they are. I, I would say you and I have a fairly a fairly accurate look and balance as to where they are. But what I wonder sometimes is going into these matches, we look at the league calendar and you see a, a way to ink that, and you think, oh, well, nearly impossible, Yeah. When does it get to the point where Roma, or we should expect Roma to... It, it, it shouldn't be defeat, oh, that's going to be impossible. How far truly are Roma from that point? Because I I, I don't... Well, know. The,
1: I mean, the answer right there is, is the, the whole reason as to why we're trying to get to Champions League football. That's It's yes. one of those things that got nullified the moment we, we lost out to Champions League football. You immediately drop from, you know, we're not part of the top four, we're part of the top six, the top eight, that's it, that's what that, the Roma did it to themselves, you know, they changed the conversation, they switched the conversation. I watched this Roma team go to uh, to the Stadio uh, San Paolo, or now the Maradona, and, and dominate Napoli on several occasions, um, under Maurizio Sarri, under, uh, under Carlo Ancelotti. I... Uh, I I remember watching the Roma team dominate Milan uh, at the Mm. San Siro and do the same to Inter with Luciano Spalletti when they were when we won against Milan i believe it was 4-1 and inter 3-1 or something like that so with Narajal angolan scoring bangers and so on so oh
0: those two um, goals man that cr- that, that rocket yes, from that but
1: ball. that's but oh. that's a long time ago and that's the last time we held those conversations so now yes. it's and it's not anybody it's not the fans fault it's not anybody it's it, it, it's the team it's the team the team brought it up for themselves and and they have to uh and it's palpable whenever they are in a situation where there is a must-win. When they go up against a, a, a top side, they don't speak about it as if they were in the same conversation. So mm. that that is uh, that is very telling. But that will not change unless you change it. and you can only change it by going into top four. So Roma now they look at this international break as a time to regain their 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 momentum because they need that momentum that they had as soon as it's complicated it's complicated when when you when you're at a good run and you seem to have figured things out or at least you're on your way to do so and then boom you're you can't do it you can't continue and then you have to regroup reanalyze reassess the situation and you're throwing to the mix against teams that will be difficult. Monza will not be a walk in the park, and neither will be Slavia right. Praga in in the Europa League. Both the both these games will be played before Inter, and then Inter is Inter, and in Inter you have to consider them. You always have to look at them uh, as a team a class above you, and. That's just that's how it is for Roma. Uh, until they get top four, that will be the conversation. They will not be part of that conversation. They will not be considered top echelon uh, unless they change the narrative around them. And uh, as you said, it's must. It's a must win now. Every game is a must win. But now, especially with the schedule, you just have to you just have to clean the 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 the, the and you get rid of that that bitter taste that you're you still mm. can. Can can feel in your mouth uh, that it was left by by the, the start of the season, which showed the aroma that was weak, aroma that was not up to it, aroma that couldn't even match the fitness levels of a Genoa side. So, right, right. those are not things that you can get rid of so easily. You really have to uh, prove that you are different by winning. That is the simple, most straightforward medicine
0: for for this kind of uh, for this kind of illness. I was waiting for another Mengele. I thought you were trying to work it back into your set no, there no no, no no no
1: no those are those are you know you can't go too dark <laughs> twice in, a, in an episode you can only go once you know
0: well, I was waiting for the connection because we we were somehow talking about dibala and then Mengele get, gets referenced in there and i uh but it he, he he passed away in Brazil if I'm not mistaken yeah Yes. I think so he he was in Argentina, yes uh. Yes. never caught I thought never cut. I, I thought that was somehow going to be intertwined but thankfully we no, only, no. We, we only kept it the one uh, reference of Mengele <laughs> yes. for this episode <laughs> so yeah. um, oh, oh, okay we will leave it there uh when we return uh, we will hopefully have more uh, more update on dibana maybe the timetable has changed but uh Roma they will be returning Monza back into Europa League and then Inter. So plenty of stuff is going to be happening uh, once this uh, stupid international break ends. So we will leave it there. Thank you so, so much for listening to us. We greatly appreciate all of your support. So until next time, ciao. Ciao.